0: Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success Family co hosts bring you valuable
1: content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now, on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success Fam. Just before we get into the interview, this is just a brief message. Uh, This is actually a recording of the 2021 Superconscious Success Summit interviews. If you do want to check out the introductory for all of the guests, then you can go across to our Superconscious Success YouTube channel where you'll be able to find all the introductions. These particular podcast interviews will be the interview only. Okay, thank you. Now let's get on to the interview. Hey there Superconscious Success Fan, welcome back to another incredible interview where we are going to be talking to Danielle Pascal. Now if you have not yet seen or heard her introductory video, um, then definitely head across the Superconscious Success YouTube channel and check it out. So in this interview we're actually going to be talking about what self-love is. we are going to be talking about possible blocks that are stopping us from unconditionally loving ourselves. What about the part that forgiveness plays when it comes to self-love? How limited beliefs can affect our level of self-love? And how lack of self-love can actually affect the success of our relationships? And on top of that, we're going to talk about why self-love is so important when it comes to manifestation. uh, Hints that may indicate that you're having a hard time loving yourself and the link that the subconscious has with self-love and so much more including three ways you can practice self-love on a daily basis so we have got a lot to cover in this interview so we're going to get straight into it but first hey danielle how are you i am
0: doing wonderfully how are you
1: i am doing incredible i'm so happy to have you here today talking about self-love because it is a a really really important topic um, especially when um, people tend to put other people before themselves, you know, we're always Mm -hmm. the last person that we consider when it comes to, um, when it comes to everything we do in life, and it's like, if you want to have, um, be able to manifest, you being a law of attraction practitioner, if you want to be able to manifest what you're wanting to manifest, then we need to get that vibration high, to do that, Mm -hmm. we need to put ourselves first and learn to love ourselves, so we are going to start can you first define what self-love is for us, please?
0: Sure. Um, yeah. So when I first started um, kind of researching this, so to you know, to use that word, uh, <laughs> I was very shocked to see that there are the the definition has kind of evolved over time. So in traditional early views of the word self-love was actually more on the negative side. So it was looked at as to be sinful, Mm -hmm. um, to love yourself. It was um, said to be the same as selfishness. Um, And then um, actually, you know, our friend Freud, who, you know, (laughs) you know, some of his theories aren't the most credible, (laughs) but he believes self-love to be actually the same as narcissism. Um, And I've done a lot of research on the narcissism aspects of things too and uh, you know come to understand that no It's not the same at all Um, And actually when I looked it up on Wikipedia one of the early views was um, a moral flaw akin to vanity and selfishness So I was blown away by this right exactly Yes, I was blown away by this because when I thought of self-love that those weren't the things that I thought of right so when I when I presented this in workshop format, I always kind of take a break to say to the, our audience, you know, what do you think of when when you think yeah. of self love? Um, and some people have come up with that early um, that early view, but as I looked further, the reevaluation of the term of the definition um, by Eric From um, he says that selfishness and self love far from being identical are actually opposites. Yep. So he dispels that. And then Carl Rogers um, saw uh, a result of successful therapy as regaining of the qu- a quiet sense of pleasure in being oneself. Um, mm-hmm. So getting to that self-love and then dictionary.com, their definition was self-love is the belief that you hold, that you are a valuable and worthy person. So oh, that's I like my favorite. That.
1: Yeah, I like that. that, that I is think my that favorite. because basically, because basically what they are saying is that in order uh, for you to be a worthwhile person, then you've got to put other people first. You shouldn't be considering yourself. Um, which is basically what selfishness is. Um, but mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that self-love is is about being able to love yourself in order to be able to love other people. And in order yeah. for other people to be able to love you so it's crazy some of those some of those theories are so outdated in terms of mm-hmm. um in terms of what we know now but it's amazing how many people still believe that once you start to put yourself first how many people come to you and say you're just being selfish um mm-hmm. you know you you know you spent all this time focused on me and now all of a sudden it's all on you Um, so yeah, it is, it is something that I think people are starting to learn a lot more about, but at the same time, still find it really hard to, to wrap their head around. So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what are some possible blocks that, that could be stopping us from unconditionally loving ourselves?
0: So there's so many here, but you know, your own self-talk, how you talk to yourself, Mm-hmm. Um, your own beliefs, which, you know, beliefs are just a thought we have over and over again, but also beliefs and, um, and habits that have been passed down through generations. Yeah. So, you know, what you were surrounded by in your family environment, but not only that, generations, you know, something could have happened that you don't even know about mm-hmm. that happened in the family line of g- the generation that you could just be, you know, just got passed down to you. You know, you might have this example of, Oh, I feel really anxious, but I don't know why in this event. And so that, that carries forth, um, you know, our own bad habits, you know, we do something, it worked for a little bit, but then we don't realize, Hey, maybe it's not working anymore and it's not serving me. So that could, that's definitely a block, um, lack of, of acceptance. And um, you know, and just your own, again, what goes along with the, the self-talk, how we're talking to ourselves, um, but the emotions that we're experiencing as well and the lack of awareness of those things. So those are just a few, um, but the biggies are the a lack of awareness um, yeah. that we might have because we just don't put that focus or we're just not taught to think in those terms. Lots of clients that I work with have no idea what's going on in their minds and they're shocked when they take the time to do the activity that I, that I give them to build the awareness at what is actually going through their minds.
1: Yeah, and, and I suppose too, there's so much information going around about it that people are so worried about what other people are thinking of them um and that if they were to start to actually show that they're putting themselves first or or this then then these people are not going to respect them or accept them or um so yeah so i think there's a lot of things that can be that can be contributing to us um resisting um that self-love so um i find that forgiveness it plays a huge part in this especially that of forgiving ourselves so what part do you think forgiveness plays in this
0: Oh, it plays a big part. I mean, um, you know, like you said, learning to forgive ourselves because we're, we're human, right? We're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. Um, you know, and so being able to find a way to forgive yourself for the mistakes that you've made, but also learn from them, right? They're lessons. We need those failures. We need those mistakes to say, Hey, maybe I can do this differently next time. Maybe I'll tweak this. Um, but, um, Forgiveness, not only for ourselves, but forgiveness for maybe even other people in our lives who maybe didn't fully accept us or, um, you know, there was just difficulty there or dysfunction, right? Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to acceptance mm-hmm. and acceptance for who we are, loving all of our pieces, no matter, no matter what those pieces are, because it makes us whole so you know even if we're a little broken what's that saying you know being broken just lets the 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 light shine through right Uh and so you know being able to accept who we are you know all together all is one Mm
1: -hmm. yeah absolutely and limited beliefs we we did briefly touch on this before and limited beliefs as you said they they get passed down from generation to generation Mm -hmm. and um and i think that that if we can work on those those belief systems, um, and we may have come from a family that uh, that was not very affectionate, or that didn't that didn't show a lot of love to each other, um, or maybe they were critical. Maybe the fa- the parents were critical of of the kids, and so it never really instilled that self love in them. Um, and and it caused, as you mentioned before, self talk is so so important. Um, and it's something that I instill in my own kids that you've got to be careful how you talk about yourself because, um, one, the universe is always listening. Always. <laughs> uh, always listening. And, um, and also it changes how you feel about yourself. It changes your vibration. It changes the energy that is around you. And so I think that if we have the ability to go in and, and change those limited beliefs and realise that, yes, we may have had that from childhood. But that's not the case now. That's someone else's perception that has been placed onto us. Um, so, what part does say we we are having difficulty loving ourselves? What part does it have to play in relationships? Having a successful relationship. You talk a lot with women about um, dependence on others and um, being dependent on on others, whether it's intimate relationships, whether it's family, et cetera, et cetera. So if we have trouble with self-love, then what sort of um, effect does that have on successful relationships in our lives?
0: i mean it you know definitely cause suffering in that relationship for you to be unhappy in your relationship um Mm -hmm. certainly to choose uh, unhealthy relationships or maybe toxic relationships
1: yeah um
0: not be independent in that relationship so to you know not be able to to make your own decision about something or even express your own needs you know letting your partner know this is what i need but again it doesn't have to just be a partner it can be you know i even found in myself that it was happening at work. I was being the people pleaser at work, right? I was doing the same thing. You know, one of the things, my biggest aha moment when I realized this, you know, need to work on self love for myself was it wasn't just one area of my life. Like I thought it was every area yeah. of my life. It was work. It was relationships. It was family, you know, it was friendships. And so things began to build up. And so, especially in partnerships we begin to maybe resent that person. um and then also judgment too you start because you're what people don't realize is because we are so often focused outside of ourselves Mm. that the judgments that we make on the things outside of ourselves are very often or just most of the time the judgments that we have about ourselves but we project it outside of ourselves so that is one of the biggest things and when we judge in any particular um, relationship, it, it really places um, a lot of uh, negativity and, on that relationship.
1: It does. It does. I think, I think judgment is, is one thing that um, as we learn, as, as you learn about the law of attraction and, and you learn about how the universe works and spirituality and judgment is one of the things that can really halt and damage a relationship. Um, so it's mm-hmm. something that you need to work on to recognize that we are all one and we are all um you know we're all people we're all human and um and Mm -hmm. we've been put here for a purpose so to judge somebody else for something that they're doing in their life um is often as you just said a reflection of how you're feeling within so when you start to judge somebody else start to look within and start realizing okay what is that person bringing out in me what am i Mm -hmm. missing in my life that's um that's causing me to feel like this uh and then you can really start to dig deep and start to to recognize um things that you want to change about yourself so um now we live in a society that is predominantly lack based um Mm -hmm. we we tend to live in a, a society where it's there's never enough um we never have enough money we never have enough love we never have enough um cars or houses or (laughs) whatever it is um and so as a as a law of attraction practitioner we recognize that everything is abundant and we recognize Mm -hmm. that that everything that we desire is within us everything that we desire is available to us so can you explain a bit of a difference between lack and abundance and how that lack mindset that we have can actually stop us from manifesting that which we desire whether it be relationships whether it be money whatever it is
0: sure so like you said i mean we're a very problem focused society um very uh very pessimistic you know nothing's ever working out for me i I can't tell you how many times in a day i hear that in some way shape or form and you know throughout this i even noticed myself because i grew up in in a home where one of my parents was very pessimistic while the other one was very optimistic. So I fight this battle between these lines of well, everything is that always work? working out.
1: <laughs> <How> <laughs> yeah. did that work? because it's kind of like it's kind of like the opposite energies that like, mm-hmm. did, did your mom and dad kind of manage a, a middle ground? between that or or did one of the parents just just go oh for Pete's sake and just block it out because it's very difficult um being around somebody that's that's highly pessimistic and still try to stay that optimistic space oh yeah
0: yeah definitely so yeah my dad was the more optimistic one was the more everything will work out don't sweat the small stuff um I could see and my mom was more of the pessimistic grew up a little bit differently um and uh And I could see as time went on, my dad did get a little cynical, but he still kept his, you know, cool, calm demeanor. But I could see he struggled with it um, and definitely at times was like, oh, just for goodness sakes, (laughs) (laughs) you know? But yeah, yeah. My dad was a very calming person. You know, people, people just opened up around him. So it was just innate with him. So he was able to kind of keep that up. But it was... Interesting. And even in myself, especially with this past year with you know COVID happening, I, I started to realize, wow, I practiced the law of attraction and I'm so pessimistic, <laughs> expecting the worst right now with everything yeah. going on. And so it was a big eye-opener for me because you know, just a lot when things happen mm-hmm. in life, sometimes you just kind of hang out there, right? And so again, it's that problem focused pessimism. It's you know, always focused on what I don't want. I don't want this. I heard, um, one of my last clients that I met with tonight, um, said, she kept saying, well, I don't want to sabotage. I don't want to sabotage. And, and when you're constantly focusing on what you do want, although it's great because we need the contrast to be able to see what we do want. We don't want to stay there. Right. We definitely don't want to stay there. So we want to acknowledge, okay, this is what I don't want. This is the lack Mm -hmm. and acknowledge it. But then, The opposite of that is the abundance, the everything is working out for me, the solution focus, the um, optimism, the this is what I do want. And the difference, even when you're saying those words in the way that you feel right, when you're feeling abundant, you feel love, you feel happy, you feel content when you're feeling when you're in a place of lack or contrast, you're more than likely feeling fear. You're feeling, you know, sadness or anger, jealousy, judgment, those oh, kinds yeah. of things. So it's not only the difference, just the difference in the way that we're thinking in our perception, but also the way in that we're feeling.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because even with my husband, sometimes he's he's a scientist. He's got a very busy job, and you know, and it's yeah, you know, constantly looking for grant funding and all that sort of thing. And and he'll he'll come home one day, or we'll be at work because I work with him two days a week as well and we'll be at work and he'll go oh, I'm sick of having to solve problems and i mm-hmm. said no, no no let's change let's reword that and we'll reword it from problem solving to solution finding because that's mm-hmm. that's what we need to focus on okay there is a solution to every problem that's out there so rather than focus on all the problems that are happening let's turn that around and go okay well, let's focus on the solution what solution are we going to be able to come across and Mm -hmm. just having that change in how we say something can change the vibration of exactly whereabouts you are um so i think that as you said self-talk and how you actually express something is so important when it comes to manifestation Mm -hmm.
0: definitely yeah yeah and along with that how you feel right getting connected Mm -hmm. to the feeling because that's a big part of it too because our feelings are energy and they vibrate as well so that's a really big piece to it
1: absolutely fantastic well we we all need to all need to start to um you know make little changes as to how we're speaking and to how how we're feeling and um and so if we're having a hard time loving ourselves what would be some hints that that we could um that we could or some tips as to how we could start to start to do that
0: so um you know I'll talk a little bit first about the signs, you know, the signs that you might be in lack. We talked about this earlier. One of the biggest ones for me is judgment. When I find myself judging, I call her Mrs. McJudgerson. When (laughs) she comes into play, then I know, wait a second, I got to stop here. What's going on? Let's reevaluate. Let's take some inventory. Uh Um, Jealousy is another one. Um, That one comes up, but, you know, we all have a hard time admitting that we're jealous. (laughs) Um, But it comes up, right? Right. That negative self-talk, you know how we're talking to ourselves, um, you know, poor diets, uh, you know, maybe financial problems, being unhappy in a job or career, people pleasing. That's my other one. The people pleasing. The other one for me when I'm in that place is, <laughs> you know, my best friend always makes fun of me. She's like. Are you only gonna listen when you end up injured and in the emergency room? So I've been learning to listen a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah, good idea, good idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and blaming too, you know, that, that's a big sign too. If you find yourself blaming others, um, that, that's a big sign that you're in that place of lack um, and that those things are coming up. So a lot of it is the inventory, taking yeah. time to evaluate what's going on with me
1: right? And if you do find yourself in those, in that lack, and you do see some of those signs, um, then what can we then do to be able to, um, to recognize our brilliance and recognize that we, that self-love is not about being narcissistic. Self-love is about appreciating yourself for who you are and recognizing your value in this world. Because Mm -hmm. so many of us don't recognize our value. We, we, you know, we go to work, we go to a nine to five job or, or whatever. And we, we go to a job that we don't enjoy half the time. And, um, and it's like the same thing day after day, but we don't recognize how valuable we actually are even within that job. So mm-hmm. what can, what can we do to help us practice that self-love on a daily basis?
0: Sure. I mean, the, the biggest thing that I teach is awareness building. So just becoming more aware of what you're thinking and how you're feeling. Um, there's lots of things out there that can help you with that, but just you know, taking a moment throughout your day, a couple times a day, just to stop and say, "What am I thinking?" Don't mm-hmm. judge it. Just, "What am I thinking?" And then also too, to take times in the day, "What am I feeling?" You know, asking yourself those questions. When you find yourself focused on the, "This is what hap- this is what I don't want," like you said, look for the solution. What do I want? Yeah. You know, what do I want? And in that moment. You know you usually pretty quickly you'll find an answer sometimes you know you got to wait a little bit but again ask and you shall receive you will get that answer it will come yeah. um you know learn what is uh, a yes or a no for you right so for us recovering people pleasers <laughs> learn what is a definite yes and what is a definite no and learn to start saying no um, one of the other things that I teach people is, is like one of the homework assignments I give sometimes is just say no to something small, the smallest yeah. thing you can say no to because it's so empowering yeah. and you are taking care of yourself. Um, and the other big one, which can, you know, can be hard is taking responsibility and accountability for your own actions, your own feelings, your own thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um, because, that
0: is super huge.
1: Yeah. Because sometimes we stay in that victim mentality. Where Mm -hmm. it's like, it's everybody else's fault. It's not my fault. I had nothing to do with it. And Mm -hmm. we tend not to want to take responsibility for for where we are in our life. And that's the first thing we have to do if we are going to make a change.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so I think that, um, as you said, uh, take responsibility for where you are. And and then you can start to make changes to move forward. Now, when we talked about, um, when we talked about, finding a solution and the idea will come to you. Um, This is where the superconscious really plays a part. Mm -hmm. And um, this is where we can connect with the divine and we can connect with the universe and we can have all of these solutions um, downloading from us. Now, are you able to just tell us a little bit? um, There is a difference between the superconscious and the ego. And can you just tell us a little bit about how both of them um interact when it comes to Mm
0: self-love so you know the ego is um it's you know more of our conscious mind Mm -hmm. we're more aware of it um or sometimes we're not but (laughs) and but you know that the ego at times can really work against us Mm -hmm. and it will push us into fear and into scarcity and into that lack right um so i i often will tell my you know yoga students um you know, leave the ego at the door, you know, you don't have to push yourself to the point where you injure yourself, um, you know, challenge yourself, but you know, if you it, don't push yourself past, past that point, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, you know, sometimes, you know, the ego can work against us, so, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, the ego has its, its benefits and, and helps us and does push us and helps us move forward, but it sometimes can work against us. Now, the super consciousness is really that level beyond yeah, um, And, um, you know, it's just, it's a level of awareness that's beyond, you know, it's, it's energy. Yeah. It's understanding that everything is energy. Our thoughts are energy. Our feelings are energy. This, this chair that I'm sitting in is energy, understanding um, that we are all one, like you said earlier. So it's just, it's moving in that step beyond, you know, when I think about the superconscious, I think about what I'm trying to attain when I meditate. Mm-hmm. you know, and and that level beyond, right? The level beyond the consciousness, or even when I do a, a certain kind of yoga, yoga nidra, you're getting into those different levels. Yeah. Um, and um, I think when you're in that level, it's so pure. And that really is that space where you can, if you can get yourself there and um, uh, you can really learn to, you can really feel that love and that abundance um, and you really come from a true place of, of love yeah. and, and, um, and understanding and, you know, a different perspective, you
1: Absolutely. know, that wholeness. Yeah, it is. And the super conscious is all about unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Um, as you just said, the, the ego is based on fear and mm-hmm. the ego's only job is to survive. That's, mm-hmm. that's its job. It's to survive and to make sure that we rely on it. To, um, to be able to function in life because it's our conscious mind. Um, whereas a superconscious is our higher self that just is like you, it is unconditional love. That's that's what source is, is unconditional mm-hmm. love. And so if we can show that love to ourselves, that builds that connection with our superconscious. Yeah. And it also builds our connection with other people. Because um, we're all one, as we just said. So if we, so if we show that love, then it actually, you'll start to attract all the people in your life that can show you the same love that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So that is fantastic. We have covered a lot today, Danielle. And I hope that um, by the end of this, this interview, people will start to be able to, to really recognise their, their value in this world and to recognise that they deserve to love themselves for for who they are. And, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. Um, Every single one of us was put here for a purpose. And so, you know, once we start to recognise that and we start to to practice that self-love, stop worrying that people are going to think you're narcissistic because you are not. Um, There is a very different, very big difference between the two. Um, Very big. And so, just um, yeah, I, I really hope by the end of the interview that we can start to start to embrace that love and start to um, expand the consciousness, which is what which is what will happen in the process. So, thank you so much for being with me today, Danielle. Is there anything else you would like to um, let our listeners know about? Um, all of your information is going to be in the playbook. They'll have everything there, including your bonus gift and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but is there any, anything else you'd like to leave them with?
0: Yeah, so just, you know, leave you with have fun with all of this, you know, first and foremost, allow yourself to have fun, you know, get in touch with that gratitude, celebrate your successes, because that is so important. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to be a part of this summit um, and to be connected with you and all these wonderful people. Um, yeah, all my information will be there. But you know, if you want to get connected with me, find me on Facebook. And I have um, my, my group of women that we work with on there, private Facebook group, um, Becoming Emotionally Independent, the Mind-Body Experiment. So. Wonderful.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Danielle. I am so blessed to have you on the summit and be part of the Superconscious Success family and um yeah you look after yourself and hopefully i will see you at the after party if if you're available so yeah
0: yeah. absolutely looking forward to it definitely thank you
1: thanks danielle